Welcome to the Disciples Haven, the podcast where we dwell deep into the timeless wisdom of the Bible. I'm your host, Jose Garcia. Today, we continue our extraordinary journey through the book of Genesis, specifically chapter 12. This chapter marks a pivotal moment in the biblical narrative, the call of Abram, who would later be known as Abraham, and the beginning of a covenant that would shape the course of history. So we ask our Father to open the eyes and ears of all who listen to the profound stories, the powerful lessons, and the eternal truths found within Genesis chapter 12, a journey of faith, promise, and the unwavering guidance of God. Amen. Before we dive into chapter 12 of Genesis, Let's take a moment to recap the key events of chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 11, we witness the story of the Tower of Babel. At this point, humanity speaks a single language and gathers in the land of Shinar. Together, they decide to build a great city with a towering structure reaching the heavens, a symbol to them of their collective ambition. But to God, it's a symbol of how people think they can save themselves and don't need God. God, seeing their pride, decides to intervene. He confuses their language, causing them to speak in different tongues. This linguistic division scatters the people across the earth, and the construction of the Tower of Babel grinds to a halt. This chapter reminds us of the consequences of human arrogance and the importance of humility before God. It's a story that speaks to the power of communication and the profound impact it can have on all of us. With this background in mind, we're ready to explore the transformative events of Genesis chapter 12 where the spotlight shifts to a pivotal figure, Abram, and the beginning of a sacred covenant that will shape the course of history. So verse 1, and it reads, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And naturally, through Abram, through his bloodline, would come Jesus Christ. And naturally, he is a blessing to the entire earth for those who choose to believe and love him. Without Jesus Christ, you're spiritually dead. Verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. Think of this for a minute. 75 years old. Abram having to pack and carry a lot of things at that age and having to move to a land far away from his original home. A land that he didn't know. No family. No friends. All just trusting God. Verse 5. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and in the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sichem, unto the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So Abram, now out of the land where the people were full of pride lifting themselves up, is now being told a promise by God. And to his offspring will he give them this land. Well, Abram wasn't a father yet. 
and he was 75 years old. But God promised him. Think of the faith that Abram had to have to believe God. I mean, Abram wouldn't have a son until he was 100 years old. And here he was told a promise at 75. Most people today can't even go one day without forgetting what God had showed them or told them the day before. Abram was faithful the entire time. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, Bethel meaning house of God, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Abram moves, and what did he do when he moved? He built an altar and prayed to God. How many of you do the same thing today when you move or when you and your family take a long trip somewhere? When you get to your destination, do you ever stop and thank God for a safe journey? Put God first and he will keep you close. God is still the same as he was back then during Abram's time. Verse 9. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south, and there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Bear in mind, Abram was 75 and Sarai was 65 years old. And still Sarai was still looking good. But because of her beauty, Abram knew it can also bring trouble from outsiders. Verse 12. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Naturally, Abram is trying to make sure his wife and himself make it out okay. He knew that if the people knew that Abram is the husband, they'll kill him and take her. But if they believe they were brother and sister, well, let's read on. Verse 13. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Now, Abram knew that if Sarai lets them know their brother and sister, they'll spare Abram. But at the same time, Abram wasn't lying. Well, what do you mean, Jose? Well, in Genesis chapter 20, verse 12, we actually learn Sarai was Abram's half-sister. Chapter 20, verse 12 reads, And yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. Hold up, Jose. Are you saying they married and had kids eventually? Well, yes. You see, you have to understand something. From the time of Seth to Abram, it wasn't unusual for certain family members to intermarry with one another. At the same time, it wasn't a sin or an abomination to God. This was during a time when that law was not passed by God yet. So before you go smooching on your half-brother or sister or cousins, just remember those old ways do not apply to us. We fall under a new law of God. Verse 14. And it came to pass that when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman, that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Now back then, this means that they took Sarai and prepared her and groomed her in a room of the house, basically to uh, prepare her to be a wife. And he entreated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep, and oxen, and he asses, and men servants, and maid servants, and she asses, 
and camels. In other words, Abram was a rich man. And Pharaoh here is basically taking care of Abram's belongings because who wouldn't want to take care of their future brother-in-law, right? We should also see the level of trust Abram had for his wife here. He knew that no matter what, Sarai could take care of herself. She knew how to cut it. But above all, Abram here is sitting with people who would kill him had they known he was Sarai's husband. What does this say about Abram? That he knew God would protect them. Why? Because God promised Abram that through his seed, the land would be blessed. So Abram knew no matter what occurred in his life, that God's promises will come to pass. What you should also think about in our lives today, while we aren't Abraham's or Sarai's, we are followers of the same faith. We are followers of that same God. So ask yourself, is your faith that strong? Trust in God and He will see you through it. Even if you're sitting with people who want to kill you, He will watch over you as long as you never doubt God and your faith never wavers. Verse 17. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Divine Intervention When God promises something, it will come to pass exactly as He spoke it. But this won't be the only time that Satan would try to destroy this family, this bloodline. Verse 18 And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Why sayest thou, She is my sister, so I might have taken her to be my wife? Now therefore behold thy wife, take her, and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife, and all that he had. Imagine that. God always enriches his own. God always watches over his own. And there we have it, dear listeners, the profound teachings from Genesis chapter 12. I hope you found inspiration in the story, wisdom, and timeless truths we've encountered today. Chapter 12 of Genesis introduces us to Abram, a man called by God to embark on a journey of faith and promise. We've explored the significance of covenant, the power of trust, and the enduring guidance of God in the face of uncertainty. As we wrap up this episode of The Disciples' Haven, I encourage you to carry these lessons with you into your own life. Embrace the call to faith, knowing that even in the unknown, there is purpose and meaning. Seek to be a blessing to others as Abram was and nurture the seeds of God's promises within your own heart. Remember, our exploration of the Bible is not merely an academic exercise, but a spiritual journey, a quest for understanding and a pathway to living with purpose and compassion using the lessons of discipleship from the disciples of old. Thank you for joining me today in the Disciples' Haven. Your curiosity, your open heart, and your commitment to learning are truly appreciated, not by me, but by God also. We'll be back soon with more profound discussions and teachings from the sacred texts. Until then, may you walk in faith, may you find strength in the promises that endure, and may you always seek the haven of wisdom that resides within the teachings of the Bible. God bless you, and go in peace.